Hi everybody, welcome to episode 4 of the 28 Summers podcast. I'm Jay Worthy and this is the podcast for anyone trying to inject some adventure, purpose and balance into their lives. Now if you find yourself yearning for a more adventurous life, stuck in the daily grind, rolling from one day to the next, then you are in the right place. 28 Summers is all about living life adventurously, seizing the moment and optimising your life. Now, I'm back in the great outdoors this morning just for a, another simple everyday adventure, out for a walk with my day pack and now just settled down in a clearing with nature all around me, industrious, busy with their morning and it is just stunning. It rained a lot last night and the, the whole place just feels different this morning. I've walked in this woodland area many, many times but today with the damp, uh, it just feels different, it smells different, it looks different, such a great experience. So far this series we've talked about the notion of optimising your life through the power of rewilding and finding calm in an always on world as well as morning rituals and the power of journaling. So today I want to shift gears and I want to talk about something which has been incredibly meaningful to me in my life and I think could be for you and maybe a little bit intimidating at first. At times in my life when I was stuck, when work was stressful or my fitness routine was plateauing and lacking energy, I've found myself committing to big, extreme challenges. Looking back, I honestly had no right to commit to them. I had incredibly limited experience of ultra-endurance events, and these commitments were, were what can only be described as leaps of faith. To this day, I'm so grateful for having the courage to try them, to step out of that comfort zone and confront my limitations, many of them self-imposed. You see, putting yourself into extreme situations is a surefire way to test yourself. You test your ability to stay calm, your resolve to find a way through adversity, resilience, fortitude, endurance, commitment. Extreme challenges will expose every aspect of your being and at the end you will be in no doubt as to who you are, the good bits and the bad bits, what you are and are not prepared to go through and ultimately what drives you through your darkest moments. I love the way T.S. Eliot phrased it. If you aren't in over your head, how do you know how tall you are? So elegant, it perfectly sums up the power of putting yourself through adversity and stepping into the unknown. Find out how tall you are. That's a soundbite that I've used with my kids when they're facing their fears. Be brave, find out how tall you are. This episode is called Finding Your Invincible Summer. And that's an expression that I borrowed from a philosopher, Albert Camus, who simply said, in the depth of winter, I finally learned that within me, there was an invincible summer. The first time I read that, I was really taken with the power of it. By that time, I'd already experienced my share of extreme challenges and had failures and successes throughout. But I hadn't been able to articulate to others afterwards what helped me through the darkest moments and what made me keep going back for more. And I now know it was my invincible summer. So I've spoken before about not biting off more than you can chew when it comes to adventure and so this may be confusing to you and I still stand by that, that recommendation, that suggestion, especially when you're exploring alone. But when you think about extreme challenges, they can be an incredible way to stretch yourself as long as you have the appropriate support, expertise and safety measures in place. So you've no doubt all heard the expression, don't limit your challenges, challenge your limits. And that's exactly how I think about life. As you look to live more adventurously, I am a huge fan of setting your sights on a significant challenge. Now this is a very personal thing. 
what's hard for you to contemplate may be easier for others to think about and vice versa. That doesn't matter. What actually matters is for you that it's a serious stretch, that it will take training, dedication, sacrifice, commitment, and a voyage of self-discovery in bucket loads to make it through. If you pick well, you're about to go on a huge personal journey. At the end, much like a broken bone is often stronger once it's healed, you will be more resolute, more equipped, and ready to take on anything. And the kicker? Even if you fail, you're gonna get growth. In fact, the crazy thing is, you're often gonna get more growth if you're not successful. Now, I know some of you may be rolling your eyes right now, and you may not buy into that, but I promise you it's 100% true. Just think about it for a moment. What's the opposite of winning? Easy question, right? Wrong. I'd bet hard cash that most people would say the opposite of winning is losing. And grammatically speaking, that may be true. But in real world terms, it couldn't be further from the truth. Over the years, we have been conditioned to view winning and losing as binary scenarios. You either win or you lose. How many times have you heard people joking that second is the first loser? But just stop to think about that for a moment. Are we really saying that all the value is in the win and nothing can be taken from the loss? If you dig just a little bit deeper, you'll discover that many of life's lessons can be captured in the moments after a huge disappointment, a loss or a failure. For me, that is absolutely true. In my life, my failures have defined me, sculpted who I am and helped me grow far more than my successes. If you keep exploring and reading about the people you are inspired by the most, successful athletes, musicians, writers, politicians, entrepreneurs, their stories more often than not trace back to some major loss, hardship or period of adversity. A period where others doubted they could make it through or recover. Where people questioned their ability and their resilience. Their ability to find hidden value in the loss, however, and to lock that hurt away and establish what needs to be changed and then have the discipline and the heart to execute is what really differentiates them from most people. Win or lose, always, always look for the opportunity to be better next time. Steffi Graf ranked world number one for a record 377 weeks. Quick maths for everybody, that's over seven years at the top of the world rankings for women's tennis. 22 Grand Slam singles titles. She said this, you can't measure success if you've never failed. My father has taught me that if you really do want to reach your goals, you can't spend any time worrying about whether you're going to win or lose. Focus only on getting better. Whilst we're on tennis, let's continue the theme. Think of a tennis match between two professional tennis players. The final of a tennis grand slam, for example. One player is going to win and one player is going to lose. The rules of the competition would say that there is one winner and one loser. The prize money, the fame, the adulation, the opportunity would all support that notion. So inevitably, all we focus our attention on is that winning moment. How good the winner feels, how hard she worked, how talented she is. And what of the loser? Painstaking analysis in the public eye of what went wrong, missed opportunities, disappointed, can she come back from this? And for many, that is certainly the case, but it doesn't have to be. You can control how you react to others' opinions. With practice, you can learn to filter out the noise and instead focus on the value hidden in the loss. You can use it as fuel, as the ember, as the start of a flame, to be better, to meet the next extreme challenge head on, stronger. 
The truth is, if you're competitive or ambitious, losing hurts a lot. We all experience failures in our life. Relationships, work projects, school exams, sport matches, interviews. God knows I've failed an awful lot in my life. More than most people's ego would probably let them admit. In fact, I could probably write a whole book about my countless missteps in life. Times when I took the wrong job, screwed up a project or upset people I cared deeply about. Each and every one though had a lesson, something I could take forward with me in life which would, in the end, make me better, more thoughtful, more purposeful and more prepared for what life would throw at me. You know, we're all on a journey and we can't expect it to be a smooth road without any bumps or roadblocks. Instead, we should focus on learning to forge a path around, over or right through any obstacles. It simply doesn't matter if you get it wrong because the next time you face a similar challenge, you've discovered one thing that doesn't work. Arianna Huffington says, failure is not the opposite of success, it's part of it. That certainly puts a bow on it. I guess I've labored that point and I did so deliberately. Why? Well, because fear of failure, in my mind, is the single biggest rate limiter on people's personal growth and commitment to extreme challenges. Most people are conditioned to actively avoid things, challenges, events where the risk of failure is high. We have to break out of that limiting mindset. Self-imposed beliefs can heavily limit us and fear of failure is right at the top of the list. One of my favorite quotes of all times comes from Roosevelt's man in the arena speech. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Dare greatly, take risk, just try, learn, live, keep pushing one foot in front of the other. So how can I be so sure of all this, you may be asking? Well, to answer that, I wanna share two stories from my life with you to show just how much growth you can get when you put yourself in impossible situations, situations you never dreamed you'd be able to get through. These two stories are watershed moments in my life. The first was back in 2012. I was chatting with a friend about charity challenges that we could do to raise money for children of our fallen servicemen and women. And we landed, without any alcoholic lubrication, I should add, on the idea that we would set the world record for the longest game of rugby union in history. At that point in time, nobody had ever done this before. And we contacted the Guinness World Records and they told us that in order to set the first world record for this challenge, we had to play for at least 24 hours. A sobering moment for sure. A lot of planning ensued. And in May 2013, after a ton of planning and effort, myself and 45 other crazy guys and countless incredible support staff set a world record at the home of Leicester Tigers playing for 24 hours and 51 minutes of full contact rugby. At that stage in my life, I had never done anything quite like that. Nothing remotely as extreme. My endurance pedigree was pretty weak and my training and preparation had been even worse. 
Yet over 24 hours after we kicked off, the final whistle blew and we were world record holders. As the years have gone by, some of the memories have faded, but many are as clear today as they ever were. Like for example, two hours in, the realization setting in, looking around, what have I done? What have I signed myself up for? What made me think I could do this? Four hours in, people injured already. Those of us that are left doing double shifts to try and keep the game going, to keep the record alive. Six hours in, trying to sleep, but my admin all wrong. Not eating well, poor hydration, nowhere to lay down and sleep properly. 10 hours in, pitch black, spectators almost all gone. Cold, hungry, exhausted. I hadn't trained enough. How do you even train for an event like that? Doubt, hesitation, thoughts of quitting, self-criticism. But then something stronger came through. Resilience, determination, humor and camaraderie. You know, we made it through that event with sheer bloody-minded determination. Minimal skill and grace, just good old-fashioned grit. And yet I learned so much about myself. Clichéd, maybe, but absolutely true. I learned, for example, that I use humour to get me through those dark moments. I learned that purpose, a clear why, was so important to me. I learned that I thrive on helping others. I learned that my body would let me do way more than my mind would have me believe. At the end, I was so exhausted, I was so broken from this challenge that my six-month pregnant wife had to take my boots off for me. The next day, I could barely walk. The day after that, I went to work in flip-flops. A week later, I was running again. Two weeks later, I was already planning the next adventure. You see, as the pain faded and the emotion settled, my body recovered quickly. I realized I had unlocked something that I could never lock away again. A determination to test myself in the most trying and difficult of circumstances. I'm not gonna lie to you, in the moment, those challenges are so difficult, so uncomfortable, and they're really not enjoyable, but there's so much growth that comes as a result of putting yourself in those situations. You'll learn what you're really made of. To my wife's dismay, I was already planning what would be next. And in fact, in 2017, after another team had broken our world record, we stepped up again and repeated the challenge. This time though, we played for 30 hours. Everything was different. My prep, my mental game, my training, my nutrition, my sleep plan. As a team, we had grown. We had experience and we were applying our learnings. We set a new world record, or at least we thought we did. Unimaginably, just a few days after playing for over 30 hours, we learned that the cameras had failed and we would not be getting another world record. But it didn't matter to me, and many of the guys who played felt the same. You see, it's all a process. Lessons learned, forward movement. We raised a load of money for two fantastic charities. Many of the guys that actually played in that game later on went on to set a new world record a few years later whilst I was living in America. And that was so awesome to see. That is growth. Later on, whilst I was living in America, a good friend of mine, Leon, asked me to do an ultra marathon with him. Now I'm not a gifted long distance runner, never have been really, but without hesitation, right there in the breakfast diner we were sat in, I signed us both up for the Des Plaines River Trail race. It's an 80 kilometer ultra, out and back, 40 kilometers up the river trail, and then 40 kilometers back down again. And the planning began immediately. I knew this was gonna be an epic challenge, 
and I knew it would be impossibly hard for me. So we started planning our pace, fuel strategy, training programs, practice runs. We had it all covered, except virtually none of it happened. My work took a sudden and unexpected busy turn and life got in the way. Then it got worse. Mother Nature had her say. Just two weeks before, we suddenly experienced flash floods in Illinois along the Des Plaines River. The day before the race, we were told by the organizers that the course was flooded, but that the race would still go ahead. Instead of a scenic and stimulating long course, we were told that instead we would be running a 6.55 kilometer loop repeatedly to reach the target distance. And the kicker? Still around 300 meters of the course was flooded about 12 inches deep and we were being asked to run through it. Now I lined up on that start line with Leon the next day knowing that we had a long day ahead of us, but I couldn't have foreseen how long it would be. Just 10 miles in, I tore my left hip flexor. I felt it go and I immediately had to adopt this clipped running gait to keep moving. Later in the race, I actually rolled my ankle running through some of the flooded area and I was at that point reduced to a shuffle. Every time I passed the start finish line, I danced with the temptation of quitting. First at the half marathon point, then at the marathon point. After that, my mind screamed at me to quit, but I couldn't. No matter how slow I went, I knew I couldn't stop. Leon was right there supporting me all the way through this, keeping me going with his great humor and camaraderie. My kids were waiting on the start finish line every time I went past, cheering me on. I wasn't prepared to show them how much pain I was in or how tired I was. I wasn't gonna quit, I had to keep going. Now I haven't run an ultra marathon since, although I likely will again, but that race taught me so much and this is why I'm so keen for you guys to step out of your comfort zone. Just like the rugby, I discovered how deep a hole I can go into and still climb out. Each of you can do that too. If you haven't tried, I encourage you to give it a go. Push yourself, challenge yourself, expose everything that is holding you back and limiting your progress and then rebuild yourself from there. What does that mean for you? Well, if you think you can run a 5K, go and sign up for a 10K. If you think you can run a marathon, sign up for an ultra marathon. If you wanna try a sprint triathlon, sign up for a half Ironman. You get the picture. Push the edges of your capability and you will never regret it. It will spur you on and it will fuel your 28 summers journey. Find out how tall you are. Now, as always, I wanna thank you for listening. I'm so grateful that so many of you are continuing to download and listen to the podcast and follow me on Instagram. I'm eternally grateful for your support and I hope that you are enjoying your 28 summers ride. And before I sign off, please remember, life is a gift, an incredible, miraculous, precious gift. So let's live it. Let's live every single day. Be brave, be bold, be you. Wonderful, perfect, unique and brilliant you. Push back on that inner voice that is doubting you, that's questioning you. Question it, challenge it, make decisions consciously, make them courageously, challenge yourself, push your limits, find out how tall you are. Then stand tall every day with your face to the sun, tackling challenges head on, safe in the knowledge that in either victory or defeat, you were brave enough to try.
Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to look me up on Instagram at One Day Adventurer and tag me in your photos of your latest adventures. In the meantime, please stay happy, stay healthy, and remember to live adventurously.